circuses in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? I'll come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Hey there, fire chief. What you doing here with that old jalopy? Looking laid back with that jazz cigarette. I'd send you a telegram if I didn't have to stop, drop, and roll me one of those now, would you, dear? Oh, yeah. I like your style, kid. Why don't we let the butter on the toast melt? If you know what I mean, and I know that you do.
simply make me nap and ditties romantic drive me nearly frantic i think good morning everybody you're listening to labor and love on mutiny radio 2781 21st street hope you had a good week and good work rosemarie june these are the songs you'll hear on this show Songs of Social Significance. All other tunes are taboo. I want a ditty with heat in it, appealing with feeling and meat in it. Sing me a song with social significance, or you can sing till you're blue. Let meaning shine from every line, or I won't love you. Sing me of wars and sing me of breadlines. Tell me of front page news. Sing me of strikes and last minute headlines. Dress your observation in syncopation. Sing me a song with social significance. There's nothing else that will do. It must get hot with what is what or I won't love you. a song that's satirical putting the mirror into miracle it must be packed with social fact or I won't love you sing me of kings and conferences marshal tell me of mills and mines sing me of courts that aren't impartial what's to be done with them tell me in rhythm sing me a song with social significance there's nothing else that will do it must be tense with common sense or i Okay, welcome to Labor and Love. And what we're doing is uh, celebrating Juneteenth today. The official end of uh, slavery. And when you think about... In 1865, June 19th, when word of the end of the Civil War reached people in Texas. And... Uh, People understood that the war was really over. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Compton College. Big news for Compton College. How to orient new members into your union. We'll have radio labor and labor radio. And we'll have 
this day in labor history. Right now, we've got Willie Dixon. You know, the blues speak of so many things and making a kind of variety of the program. It requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. It don't make sense. And when you think about the various nations If you can't earth, make peace. The various religions of the earth. The various nationalities, the various people all over the world. We have been able to make anything that we want to make and do anything we want to do. have created miracles, but it don't make sense when we can't make peace. You know, you made everything else, wise men, great men, from every nation in the world, all the countries in the world, have all kinds of conventions and festivals all the money. Suppose you had to spend half as much money on trying to make peace as you have been making war. We wouldn't have to worry about nothing. But it don't make sense. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. When you can't make peace. And make another 
Billy Dixon there, certainly one of the greatest American composers. Welcome, everybody, to Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your house who is not a friend of labor. Welcome, everybody. It's the 17th of June. Our show today will include, as we said, Compton College, Labor School, how to orient new members into your union. Bill Cosby case is in the news again. Poetry by William Blake. Poetry by Bertolt Brecht. We've got Radio Labor and Labor Radio, as always. We're talking about a massive general strike, labor history, exactly 100 years ago, 
in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And, like I said, we're celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth. A holiday that commemorates the June 19, 1865 announcement of the abolition of slavery in Texas. All through the Civil War, slave owners took their slaves to Texas, which was not directly involved in the fighting. By the end of the war, 1865, there were 250,000 slaves in Texas. General Gordon Granger arrived June 18, 1865 at Galveston Island, which was the effective capital of Texas at that time. He arrived with 2,000 federal troops to occupy Texas. On June 19th, standing on the balcony of Galveston's Ashton Villa, Ranger read aloud the contents of General Order Number 3, announcing the total emancipation of slaves. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. Freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They were informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness, either here or elsewhere. So the general published this proclamation on June 19th, 1865, which became known as Juneteenth. African-Americans migrating to cities in the north took Juneteenth with them. Historian Isabel Wilkerson writes, The people from Texas took Juneteenth Day to Los Angeles, Oakland, Seattle, and other places where they went. Okay, so Juneteenth is what we're celebrating. And as a teacher working with kids in the 1960s, the, we were witnesses to the uprising, to the Black Revolution, with theorists like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and practitioners like Malcolm X. Martin Luther King, Fannie Lou Hamer, Angela Davis, etc., etc. And all we talked to the kids about was being proud of who you were. And it was going around that black is beautiful. Well, teachers and spokespeople and everybody could talk till they were blue in the face. 
But what really spread the word was this song and this man.
recommendations for a major renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement. Communication Workers of America President Chris Shelton says the AFL-CIO framework will benefit working people, create jobs, and raise wages throughout North America. If the NAFTA renegotiation is another secretive, corporate-driven process that provides huge assistance to multinational corporations, but just crumbs to working people, that will not solve any of the problems that American workers face. So we are laying out an agenda today that does solve these problems. Well, 1,200 nurses at Tufts Medical Center in Boston are back at the bargaining table this week after voting overwhelmingly to reject the hospital's last best and final offer on Thursday. The Massachusetts Nurses Association are continuing to mobilize and prepare for a possible strike. Barbara Tiller, co-chair of the Nurses Bargaining Committee, says the option is still on the table. We don't feel that the offer that's on the table right now is enough to help us to build a strong, clinically sound nursing staff. It was an overwhelming no vote. So we feel very confident that we could easily pull the strike notice and go out if that's what we need to do. A new report shows that construction workers building World Cup facilities in Russia face exploitation and labor abuses, while the Worldwide Football Association, FIFA, has promised to address labor and human rights concerns after reports that immigrant workers building for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar labor in near-slavery conditions. The report says that, so far, they are coming up short in Russia as well. Workers involved in World Cup construction sites face month-long pay delays and work in sub-zero temperatures without proper protections. Jane Buchanan, an associate director at Human Rights Watch, authored the report. FIFA obviously has the responsibility and the authority to ensure that it World Cups aren't built on exploitation and on the back of abused workers. It'll be a real stain on this World Cup if that's part of this legacy. On Tuesday, President Donald Trump visited the Waukesha County Technical College in Wisconsin, along with State Governor Scott Walker, in order to promote the state's century-old apprenticeship system as a solution to a looming shortage of skilled workers. Michael Rosen, recently retired president of American Federation of Teachers Local 212 in Milwaukee, says that the visit is sheer hypocrisy, considering that Trump and Walker have both promoted massive funding cuts for job training and technical colleges. It has been an avenue into the blue-collar middle class for literally tens and tens of thousands of people. If President Trump and Governor Walker are serious about increasing apprenticeship training, they should put money into it. That is hypocritical. They're saying one thing while they actually are cutting the funding. Workers' independent news provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Okay, that was uh, the Win Labor Report, Workers Independent News, including some news about uh, workers in Qatar and uh, Russia. These big shows, these big universal shows of games and athletes, which are supposed to be so unifying, are usually built on the backs of underpaid, exploited workers. What's next is Radio Labor, World Labor Report. C1 track for milepost 19.00. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, June 16th, 2017. I'm Mark Belanger. 
June 16th is International Domestic Workers Day, a day established to remind people that there are 67 million domestic workers in the world, 80% of whom are women. They need fair pay, time off work, safe working conditions, and more. Helping them fight for their rights is the International Domestic Workers Federation. The IDWF represents more than 500,000 domestic workers who are members of 62 organizations in 50 countries. One of the goals of the Federation is to have countries ratify Convention 189 of the UN's International Labor Organization. If adopted by a country, the convention gives domestic workers the same rights as other workers in the country. Myrtle Witbui is the president of the International Domestic Workers Federation. 2011, after three years of talking, campaigning at the ILO, we won Convention 189. What does Convention 189 mean for domestic workers? It means that domestic work is decent work. I don't know what was our work before, but now our work is decent work. And we have now recognition as the world as workers. But are we going to get that recognition so easy? Are the governments just going to give it to us? No. Because while there's still this exploitation of the, the migrant workers, while the migrant workers are still deprived of their passports, their identity, Convention 189 is not going to be easy to implement. And this is the reality that we're facing. How do we make sure that Convention 189 is going to work for all domestic workers, irrespective? all domestic workers in the world. We need to campaign with the government. We need to make sure that the governments are listening to our voice. This shouldn't be a paper convention 189. We don't want a beautiful paper. We want things that's going to work for us. So how are we going to take this convention 189 further? We decide we need to do something. And in 2013, we formed the first International Domestic Workers Federation. A federation that is controlled by women. And this federation is proving to be a great success. This federation is growing. We've got 57 countries, we've got nearly 500,000 domestic workers. But it don't stop there. This federation wants to ensure that we have a home for all domestic workers. This federation wants to ensure that we become the voice for the voiceless. This federation wants to speak up. We want to enter those countries where they have never been entered before. We want to go speak up for those domestic workers that have been every day. We see the killing in our Arab countries. We see our domestic workers are being treated. This federation must become that voice. This woman that's running this federation, they must ensure that the domestic's voice is never silent. There are 168 million child laborers in the world. 85 million of those children are engaged in dangerous work. That's why labor unions around the world participated in activities on June 12th, Child Labor Day. 
To better understand the various forms of child labor, I talked to Patrick Quinn. Mr. Quinn works in the ILO's International Program on the Elimination of Child Labor. I asked him to explain the ILO's role in addressing child labor. Yeah, well, perhaps a, a simple explanation is that we have two conventions, international standards on child labor. One is called Convention 138, and this is uh, essentially concerning the minimum age of employment. And this says that countries should uh, seek to establish a minimum age, a normal age of entry to the world of work. And in most countries, this is 15. In some countries, it's a bit higher. And in the case of many developing countries, it's 14. Um, and this also provides some flexibility so that children below this age can begin to do some light work, work which does not interfere with children's health or welfare or right to education and, and is an age-appropriate form of work. But there are some forms of work which are clearly unacceptable, not just for younger children, but for older children as well. And the, the Convention 182 on the worst forms of child labor uh, specifies a number of illicit activities, dangerous activities for children to be in, including this area of hazardous work. And we leave it for countries at national level, it's for governments, in consultation with workers and employers' organizations to establish the forms of work or the tasks or occupations which children below the age of 18 should not be doing. So some of the worst forms of, and the most dangerous forms, children working in mines, dangerous tasks in construction, children exposed to pesticides, at the annual conference of the ILO in Geneva, June 5th to 16th, unionists called for measures to improve health and safety, a just transition to more sustainable economies, and other issues of interest to working people. One of the labor leaders who spoke to the conference of 5,000 government, employer, and union representatives was Philip Jennings. Mr. Jennings is the General Secretary of UNI, the Global Union for Skills and Services. Chair delegates, Uni Global Union works to shape a future of work that wins for people and planet. Climate and digital change will transform the world of work. A just transition is a must for people to face these twin challenges. Uni works for a digital and climate fair deal at work. We find the withdrawal of the USA from the Paris Agreement a setback for us all. Neither are unions in Pittsburgh or in those nations subject to severe climate change are pleased. Trump is wrong. Climate action means jobs. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the average of over 300 new stories added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to news of the Australian Union efforts to support workers in Cambodia, the huge public sector strikes in Argentina, and the fourth anniversary of the Bangladesh Accord and the efforts being made all along the global garment supply chain to improve safety and basic labor rights. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Haitian garment workers completed the fourth week of their struggle for a living wage. Tea plantation workers in India boycotted work to press their union's demand for an increase to the minimum wage for their industry, while teachers in the same country struck to press their demand for job security. 
Miners walked out over illegal mines that compete with legal and regulated facilities in South Africa. The Kenyan nurses' walkout continued as their union demanded the enforcement of existing agreements. Korean teachers mounted a hunger strike to highlight their demand that the new Korean president reverse a law making their union illegal. A wage strike started this week at the Volkswagen plant in Slovakia. This week also saw Spanish dockers off the job for two days as they continued to resist changes to maritime labor laws. And mortuary workers in South Africa downed tools in a wage dispute. Our top working women's stories included coverage of the demand by 24,000 public health care workers, known as lady health workers, to have their seniority recognized by the government of Pakistan, the working conditions in Chinese and Indonesian garment factories, and of Kenyan domestic workers in the Middle East. The Health and Safety Newswire we run in cooperation with Hazards Magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the reasons for the increased rates of illness among British teachers and the workplace violence faced by electrical utility workers in Ghana. Currently, Labour Start is running six online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world helping workers make their lives better or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start reporting for Radio Labor. And that's it. International labor news you can use. Radio Labor's newscasts are available on its website, iTunes, mobile phones, union websites, and community radio stations. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. That was the... uh Radio Labor World Report. And uh, their allusion to child labor. Child labor. It's estimated that 250 million children go to work every day instead of going to school. School age kids. That great percentage of those are in slave-like condition. This is a poem by Eduardo Galeano, the great Uruguayan writer. I am the child who play for voices. Sure, you know me, mister. I'm that child you saw in the garage in Mexico City as your limo passed by. You saw me in Manila and in Lagos, too, and a thousand other places where I fight the vultures for your garbage. The pearls that decorate your necks, madam, the diamonds at your fingers, my lady, I dove for them in the Java Sea. I dug them up in the Congo. Surely you know me. I am that child of the mines of Peru. The mole in the mine shaft, cursed and enslaved because I am small. When the poison air murders me at last, they throw me away in fields of nameless graves. 
Colombia, Tanzania, Guatemala, wherever you are, I am that child. The one who brought you your lattes and your espressos with the blood of my innocence. Your bananas from Honduras. It is your pesticides that kill me as I pick them for you. For I am just a child. That child. The one who works from dark to dark in Malaysia, collecting rubber from the trees. They murder me on the streets of Brazil when I get to be too many. No one cares. Of course, I am only a child. Why should you consider me? In Burma, I work the railroads. In India, the infernos of glass and brick. In Bangladesh, I harvest the bitter tea you sip at breakfast. The Arab sheikhs tie me to their camels and watch them race because my terrified screams inspire their animals to run faster. You with your WSJ, your IBD, your economist, as you meet in your corporate towers the world around, do you consider me? In Argentina, a mighty plata rolls by as I herd sheep and cattle. In Jakarta and Recife, I serve at your table, because only then can I eat what you throw away. Come to Lima, you'll see me there, if you see me at all. I will wash your car window for pennies. The one who juggles, who eats fire for your pleasure in Guadalajara, while you wait for the light to change. You know me. A child in a hell you made. Can you look me in the eye? The ball your big league millionaires hit out of the park. I sowed it in Honduras and in Haiti. Your football stars chase the ball I stitched in Pakistan. Your children swing and slide and dance but I shall never know what it's like to play. To pay my parents' debts, I was the one who chained, who's chained to the loom in Pakistan when I was four and was murdered for speaking out. My parents' poverty in your new world order is so great that they sold me. And now I weave rugs from dawn to midnight. I am the child living in that hell you made, and when they come to rescue me, I can only say, are you not my new master? In Sri Lanka, I pick tobacco. In Egypt, jasmine for French perfume. In Ohio, I harvest strawberry, cranberries. In California, your Belle Provence. I'm the one who awakens in the bitter Tulare night to go and pick your cotton. You know me. I'm the one who you bought for a few pennies at an Indian circus on a street corner in Khartoum. Or remember that flop house on the Rhine? I'm only a child, but don't say you don't know me. You know me all right. There are a quarter billion of me the world around. But then I'm only a child. The question is, who are you? 
Okay, a poem by uh, Eduardo Galeano. I am the child. Quarter billion the world around. Okay, it was Mother's Day for me a couple days ago. I don't want to mention the other person who had a birthday on June 14th. <clears throat> but it was my mother's birthday. And you always remember your mother in certain scenes and certain things that she was used to doing. This is Nina Simone singing about her mother. don't understand and think that you're a woman but acting like a man
My mother took one look at the situation and walked up to Helen Sashi Ueda and said, Hello, my name's Christine Morgan. This is my son, Billy, which I cringed at. And uh, is there anything I can do to help you? So in those two instances, refusing to cross a Peter Pan picket line by projectionists at the Golden Gate Theater and standing up to parents at an all-white elementary school where there was a Japanese teacher. These are lessons you don't forget, so I'm dedicating some of my mom's favorite songs here. Edward Kennedy Ellington. Take the A train if you get to Harlem.
amores que es cosa mía Ay, chinita que sí Ay, que dame tu amor Ay, que vente conmigo, chinita ¿A dónde vivo yo? Ay, chinita que sí Ay, que dame tu amor Ay, que vente conmigo
And that was Glenn Miller <clears throat> and his orchestra from 1940 with In the Mood, arranged by Joe Glazer, a favorite of my mom. Before that, we had La Paloma, La Paloma by Placido Domingo, a beautiful song, Mexican song, featured in the movie Juarez. Supposedly about the last Moor, the last uh, Muslim to leave Spain after 600 years of of Spanish occupation, of Muslim occupation. Uh, the Moors were forced out of Spain by Ferdinand and Isabella, which uh, sort of unified the Spanish state and provided the impetus for exploration to go and convert the savage, quote-unquote, savage peoples of the world into the true religion, which, of course, is our religion, Christianity, La Paloma. And before that, Duke Ellington with Take the A-Train, and the which is the answer the title is and the it, which is the answer to how do you get to Harlem? Well, you take the A train. Duke Ellington. Okay, that goes out to you, Mom. Uh, happy birthday! And this is the love part of our show. Labor and love. I want to play some poetry, but let's take a break here. And see if I can find uh, Lalo Guerrero. There it is. Coming right up. Mari Marijuana. Mari Marijuana, Mari Marijuana, boogie. Se alerta ese vato, no se vaya al rol Porque va a empezar al rato el piano del cantón Porque va a empezar al rato el marihuana boogie boy Se llama Juana, 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 Juana Pero ya todos los vatos le dicen marihuana Mari, marihuana, cómo te quiero yo
ese bugue me siento volador. Peguéle bute esas teclas, ya estoy aviado. Peguéle bute esas teclas, que ya estoy Paulo Guerrero there with uh, his Marijuana Boogie, which is, I, I just noticed, one of the most played uh, songs on my, uh, on my list. Hmm, must be something about that. Okay, well, happy Juneteenth Day and happy birthday, Christine Morgan, on June 14th. Hope everybody's doing, having a good day out there. Join me for the next hour on uh, Labor and Love Radio. Okay. I want to get into some poetry now. I want to play some uh, poetry written by a man named William Blake, one of the great English visionary poets. And this is Blake's take on uh, London, a city, the effects of the Industrial Revolution on humanity. London by William Blake. I wander through each chartered street, near where the chartered Thames does flow, and mark in every face I meet Marks of weakness, marks of woe. In every cry of every man, In every infant's cry of fear, In every voice, in every ban, The mind-forged manacles I hear. How the chimney-sweepers cry, Every blackening church appalls, And the hapless soldier's sigh Runs in blood down palace walls. But most through midnight streets I hear, how the youthful harlot's curse blights the newborn infant's tear and blights with plagues the marriage hearse. I wander through each... That was one reading of it. They might need to be quiet. Test one, two, three. I wandered through each chartered street, near where the chartered Thames does flow, and marking every face I meet, marks of weakness, marks of woe. 
in every cry of every man, in every infant's cry of fear, in every voice in every band, the mind forged manacles I hear, how the chimney sweepers cry, every blackening church's appalls, and the hapless soldier's sigh, rums in blood down palace walls. But most through midnight streets I hear, how the youthful harlots curse, blast the newborn infant's tear, and blights with plagues the marriage hearse. I'm going to shut that door. Okay, that was a reading of William Blake's poem, London. Here's Stevie Wonder. A boy's born in Hotdown, Mississippi. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
idea that the government would be overthrown. England has already executed the king a hundred years before. They didn't want to do it again. I, I wow. New York, just like our picture. It was almost disgraceful by the world. Everything. This is a time when we hey, 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 That I'm saying about people you know is true. If you black and gotta work for a living now, this is what they would say to you. This is if you was white, you'd be alright. If you was brown, stick around. But as you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. I was in a place one night, they're all having fun. There's all buying beer and wine, but they would not sell me none. They said if you was white, you'd be alright. If you was brown, you'd stick around. But as you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. They went to employment office, the number I got in line. 
called everybody's number, but they never did call mine. They said if you was white, you'd be all right. If you was brown, stick around. But as you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. Me and a man is working side by side. This is what it meant. They was paying him a dollar now, and they was paying me fifty cents. They said if you was white, you'd be all right. If you was brown, stick around. But as you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. I hope built this country, and I fought for it too. Now guess that you can see what a black man have to do. He says if you was white, she's all right. If you was brown, stick around. But as you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. I hope when sweet victory with my little plow and hoe. Now I want you to tell me, brother, what you gonna do about the old Jim Crow? Now refuse white, she's all right. If you brown, stick around. But if you black, oh brother, get back, get back, get back. Here's Lenny Bruce, and Lenny's gonna tell you how to relax your African American friends. This is the typical a white person's concept of how we relax colored people at parties. Hey, it's a hell of a spread. They're really not a put on yeah, a feast, yes, these yes, people. Yes, yeah. Very nice. Very yes, beautiful. Yeah. I didn't get your name. Uh, Miller. Miller, my name is Ernest, Mr. Miller. Nice to meet you. I never saw you around this neighborhood. Uh, you live around here? Uh, yeah, on the other side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, Ed Joe Lewis, the hell of a fighter. Yeah, that was good. Hell of a, hell of a, another Joe Lewis. And, uh, you got a cigarette on you? Yeah. Uh, oh, the one you're smoking? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll put that off here, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know these people too well. Are you familiar with them? Uh, no, that's quite a I don't know if they're, uh, I think they're heaps. You're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> no offense. Friends of Jews. Uh, we have over the house for dinner. They're all right. Uh, you know, some machines are no good, but uh, you seem like a white Jew to me. <laughs> yeah. At Bojangles, Christ could he tap dance. Oh, <laughs> you tap dance all yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. All you people can tap dance, I guess. <laughs> you people have a natural sense of rhythm. What's that? Born right in you, I guess, huh? <laughs> Yeah, boy. The way I figure it is, uh, no matter what the hell a guy is, if he stays in this place, he's all right. That's, that's the way I look at it. That's what's causing all the trouble in the world. Everybody, like, uh, I mean, oh, here's the Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was a guy who, the way I figured he was a guy who just knew when to get in there and get out of there. It's more than I can say for a lot of you niggas. <laughs> You'll be on the way over here, you know. You're all right. You're, you're a good boy. Uh, did you have anything to eat yet? No, I haven't. I'm uh, I don't know if there's any watermelon left. Uh, uh, fried 
chicken or dice or raises, but uh, we'll see if we can fix you up or something. Uh, I want to have you over the house, but I got a bit of a problem now, and I don't want you to think I'm out of line, but I got a sister. <laughs> And I hear that you guys, you know, it's my sister, and, well, I'll put it to you a different way. You wouldn't want no Jew doing it to your sister, would you? That's the way I feel, you know? I don't want no coon doing it to my sister. That ain't you, and no offense, you know what I mean? And uh, as far as my sister's concerned, uh, shake hands on you. Oh, yeah. You won't do it to her? No. I hear you got some perfume you put on them and, and they make you do it. Yeah. You don't do it. No. It's not true, there's no perfume you put on them. You just, they just do it to you? Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. Hey, listen, uh, I'd like to have you over the house, I was telling you, but uh, we had a good stock and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rennie Bruce with his advice for uh, whites about how to relate to uh, African-American people. Let's move on to the Labor and Love Says, where we give labor commentary on questions. When caregivers go on strike, this is a one-day walkout by union nurses in New York. Nurses and caregivers from the New York State Nurses Association and 1199 SEIU went on a one-day strike across New York City to protest the for-profit health care company Fresenius. Workers struck outside of working-class and multiracial neighborhoods in Brooklyn, Bronx, and Upper Manhattan to ensure optimal patient care, pension benefits, and collective bargaining. One day work walkout is part of a seven years old battle to negotiate a contract, but also an international challenge against this highly profitable country, company. Freshens manages dialysis centers in New York City as well as in Britain, Spain, and Germany. Workers went on strike as part of a local and international effort to challenge layoffs and pension cuts. Labor and Love says, right on, brothers and sisters, those who care for you, those who care for your parents, are working all the time, working all the time for you. Compton College. Compton College receives initial accreditation after years of rebuilding. Compton College was closed in May, four, uh, in May 2004 by the Accrediting Commission for Community and Junior Colleges, which at the time was uh, all-powerful. And it targeted, among other, City College of San Francisco. Uh, Compton now has been Reaccredited, at least in a first step, has been reaccredited. Get on Compton. Same with City College now. City College is trying to resuscitate itself after uh, it was slated to be closed by this same accrediting commission. Well, it turned out people, several people on the commission had vested interest in 
charter schools in raising the fees in City College, in limiting City College students to two years, in doing away with the whole community service part of the uh, college where elders or retired people could take classes that they want, any class they wanted, where people could go and take classes that they were interested in, not necessarily to get a credential or a degree. So this is a big deal. This is a, a defeat of that sort of uh, market economy view of what universities and colleges are about. Labor and Love gives a thumbs up to Compton College and City College of San Francisco. Finally, Labor School. How to orient new members to the union. And uh, let's go through this. This is hints. If you, you are in a union and people are coming on to your job, is written by a nurse. Labor history, it's vital to remember, is still being made here, here. The people hired today will shape our movement's future. That's one reason why it's so important for unions to connect with new hires as soon as possible. At the hospital where I work as a nurse, this is Heather Rowe talking on uh, Labor Notes. Orientations are done on-site, a group orientation followed by a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation. It makes sure everyone hears about the union right away. It gives us the chance to frame our own message to nurses rather than letting the employer describe the union. It helps us keep track of who has signed up to become a member. Okay, whenever we get New members in any of our units, we always make a concerted effort to get them signed up as members. Before they hear anything different about the union, before they hear anything that might be detrimental, they can form an, an opinion that may be biased. Before they can form an opinion that may be biased. Honest, open conversation. Okay. This isn't an easy question. Sometimes I have to poke a little bit. I'll wait. What is a union, I ask them. And it's quite interesting to watch them come up with answers. But they always do. They always say that it's a group of people working together to make change. If they leave a part out, the group collaborates to add to the definition. What are your ideas about unions, we ask them. Whenever questions come up, we take some time to talk honestly about them. Often someone will say that a union protects lazy workers. <clears throat> In response, I ask for a show of hands. Who's worked with lazy co-worker at a non-union facility? Everybody raises their hands and I say, oh good, I'm glad we cleared that up. I explain that while this is a common misconception, a union has a process to follow 
on employee performance. I explain the basic principles of our dispute discipline project process. Secrets of a successful organizer are to be honest. Another common question is what do my dues pay for? Dues are a way for workers to pool our resources to help each other. I explain some key rights. Ask new hires to join. Anyway, that's on labor notes. And if you are a member of a union and new members are coming on to your workplace, it would do very well to read this and approach them. Offer to help them understand what your union does. Labor and Love says, read it. And as I say, you can join us on Facebook, Labor and Love Radio. Summary of every week's programs if you want to go back and listen. Like I say, Labor and Love is available 10 to 12 on Saturday mornings live and archived at mutinyradio.fm slash podcast slash Labor and Love. Bertolt Brecht, questions from a son of poor B.B. Hi, Bertolt Brecht. Come from the Black Forest. My mother carried me to town as I lay in her womb, and the cold of the forest shall be with me until my dying day. I feel at home in asphalt cities now, and well supplied with each last sacrament, newspaper, brandy, and tobacco. Mistrustful, lazy, and when all is said, content. I'm friendly to people, and I wear a bowler hat, as other people do. I say they're animals with rather special smells. I also say it doesn't matter. I smell too. Sometimes, I fill my empty rocking chairs with women. I sit among them in the morning for a while and contemplate them casually, saying, I am the kind of man on whom you can't rely. I gather some men around me toward evening. We address each other as gentlemen. They put their feet up on my table saying, things will improve for us. I don't ask when. In the early gray of dawn, the pines are pissing dew. 
their parasitic birds begin to scream. In the city, I drink up and throw my cigar stub away and lay me down to some unhappy dream. We've been living a lightweight generation in houses thought to be built indestructibly. We built the tall towers of Manhattan Island and the thin antennae that spanned the Atlantic Sea. Nothing will be left of these cities but the wind blowing through them. Blessed be the house where the guests eat everything. We know our residence is temporary here. What comes after us is not worth mentioning. When the earthquakes come, I hope I won't be bitter and won't let my cigar go out in the gloom. I, Bertel Brecht, displaced in asphalt cities, brought from the black forest inside my mother's womb. Okay, Bertolt Brecht. Got one more by Brecht. Questions from a worker who reads. Here we go. Of the seven gates in the books you will find the name of kings. Did the kings haul the rock? Babylon, many times destroyed. Who raised it up so many times? What houses of gold glittered? Did the builders live? Where the evening at the Wall of China was finished? Did the masons go? for its inhabitants. <clears throat> Fabled Atlantis, the night it was engulfed in water, the drowning still bawled for their slaves. The young Alexander conquered India. <clears throat> was he alone? Caesar beat the Gauls. <clears throat> even have a cook with him? Philip of Spain wept when his armada went down. 
Frederick II won the Seven Years' War. Who else won it? Every page, a story. Who cooked the feast for the victors? questions. Okay, that was a Bertolt Brecht poem. Questions from a worker who reads, asking, uh, how did all these things happen when nowhere are the workers mentioned? Where are the soldiers and their lives mentioned? The seamstresses, the people who made it all, who supported everything. Where are the workers? Philip of Spain wept when the Armada was lost. Did he weep alone? Of course not. Of course he didn't. But that's not in history, is it? That must be one of our responses to the history we're taught to fill in the people who are not mentioned. Labor and Love Radio says, did he weep alone? Finally, we got mistrial declared in Bill Cosby's sexual assault trial. Pennsylvania judge declared a mistrial Saturday in the case against Bill Cosby after a jury was unable to come to a unanimous decision, an inconclusive finale to one of the most high-profile sexual assault cases in years. Cosby was charged with three counts of aggravated indecent assault in an incident involving former Temple University basketball staffer Andrea Constant at his home in suburban Philadelphia. This is what Cosby would do. Fourteen women (coughs) have come forward now. And... uh, testified that Cosby would give them uh, what amounted to a date rate drug and then have his way with them sexually while they were passed out or while they were unable to physically resist. Cosme admitted that he'd offered quaaludes to women. Hopeless deadlock. Case will be retrialed. Gloria Allred, who represents many of the Cosby accusers, said, We can never overestimate the blinding power of celebrity, but justice will be done. Now, we have a country, ladies and gentlemen, where four-year-old kids, whose parents are attempting to cross, are thrown into incarceration, thrown into cells, sometimes for months, 
And this man sexually abused 14 women at least. There must be some who haven't come forward with drugs and raped them. And so far, he can't be touched. As the lawyers spoke at the podium, a small group of people nearby chanted, We love Bill. While Cosby and his team made their way to the car, Constan was not present outside the courthouse. She did, did hug other accusers in the courtroom, where she sat when the mistrial was declared. The power of celebrity in the United States. Labor and Love says, pardon me, bullshit. Okay, and that is Labor and Love. I've got so much more to talk about and to include, but it's time to go. This is the B signing off. Signing off on June 17th, day before Father's Day. If you're a father, be a good one. If you're not a father, find a kid and be a good father. Fathers are crucial. Signing off. Okay, Vita, Sylvia, Solina, Kiki, Suni, the whole group. Labor and Love signs off. Join us on the Labor and Love website, Labor and Love Radio, on Facebook. And I'll be talking to you next Saturday at 10 a.m., uh, 10 to 12. Uh, tune in to our podcasts on Labor and Love Radio, on mutinyradio.fm. And come on down to Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, where there's always something happening. Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember, if you don't have a seat at the table, at the negotiating table, that is, where you work, you're probably on the menu. And finally, never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Signing off, and uh, hope you have a good Saturday.
My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. (laughs) 
Sunday, June 11th at Cobb's Comedy Club, 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $16 for the All-State Heavyweight Comedy Showdown! Hosted by Terry Dorsey, featuring some of the best comedians all over California from San Francisco, Pam Benjamin from Saratoga, Joey Avery, and all the way out of San Diego, Mike DeVore. Other comedians as well for only $16 at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue. Go get your tickets for June 11th now. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door and promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
dog? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time.